Oh, sick. Well, it's great to be back here, man. And uh, it's official now, 2015. 2015. Yeah, it's uh, 2014 is officially a wrap. It's in the books. Mine, mine sucked, but um, how was yours? Mine was all over the place. Nice. Uh, you're in San Diego. I'm in L.A. 2015. I just had a birthday. It's crazy. Damn. Uh, yeah, happy belated. But, um, fuck, man, I'm glad. I really like this uh, setup that we got going on. Um, we got all the kinks worked out. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I got um, headphones this time. Yeah, hold on one second. I'm turning this fucker off, dude. What is it? My phone. Oh, but, um... Dude, so, yeah, we're fucking chilling here with a uh, my Terminator mug. That thing is sick. Yeah, thanks, man. I'm drinking some green tea. Um, and I like this, man. This is such a big change from the other couch that we were sitting on before. You know, it was kind of getting hard, like, all the editing and all that stuff. This way, we could just, uh, we, we always had to, like, meet up. This way, we just do it from wherever we are, whenever we are. Sick. So, um, man, we got a lot of fucking shit to talk about today. Um, let's see it. what is what has gone on. Um, twenty fourteen. Let's just talk about that for a second. Um, so, you said yours was good, or what? To, what was like the biggest thing that happened to you in twenty fourteen? Probably just having to move. That yeah, um, fucking. You know I. I wasn't planning on moving, and it just happened. And, uh, but it's a good thing. I feel good about it. It's yeah. Just, it's just a big change. Yeah, I mean, but that's what it's about, right? Change. It's all about change, dude. And like, I'm convinced that the body actually evolves better from surprises. That I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But like, it seems like uh, I had this theory the other day where I was thinking about. People who reinvent themselves many, many times in life seem to seem to maybe evolve more for the next life, or they or they at least live longer. Like I think it actually preserves the physical body as well as like the metaphysical crap, where I'm talking about like your future lives and future selves. But I mean, uh, I, I do kind of feel like if you reinvent yourself a lot. You're bound to live longer, and um, it does. The thing about that too is um, this is the day. The digital world right now is all about constantly changing, and not constantly changing in the sense of like, uh, oh, I need a life change, but more in the sense of you fucking have to because the world is changing. So it's not just like individuals who want to change for their personal reasons, but it's also because. Like, look at right now. Like, before we would have done this show in a studio live with equipment and all that, but now it's just, like, fucking presto. We have to be flexible, um, man. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And go, like, adapt, innovate, and just keep adapting to the changes. It's fucking sick. Um, or what? Or you fucking stiffen. Or this is such a, like, a fucking... Um, basically, you'll snap in half. Because you know how, like, bamboo, 
the plant is um, supple. That's why it doesn't snap in the wind. But there's other types of plants that grow in the same area that are really strong and sturdy, but they, they break when, like, a strong wind comes along. That's actually one of those fucking, like, uh, fortune cookie um, things. <laughs> but uh, it's true, though. And uh, I was thinking the other day, too, about, like, this is not proven, and I don't even know if this is a good idea to try it, but it seems like if you switch up your diet and switch up your the chemicals that you're putting into your body, like, you go on one diet and you go on one diet for a month, and then the next month you totally switch your diet on yourself. Like, let's say you're doing alkaline for one month, and then the next month is, like, high protein. And then the next month is, like, something else. I, I don't know. What about that? I, I'm just saying that, like, the body, I believe, needs surprises to evolve. It needs to constantly be, like, sharked into a new... Otherwise, because that's what causes evolution, is, is surprises and changes in the environment that forces people to evolve, like to, when it's cold, it's like you need to fucking think of a way to not be cold next winter, and then that's, right. that starts the cycle of evolution, but I'm thinking it works the same for your physical body too, because most people, yeah, because it's like most people, they find a, um, something to be a job or career or something like that, and then it's like they turn 22, and then like they, they just stay that thing. Yeah, and well, that was like our, our parents' generation, you know. Yeah, I think our generation is like a lot of people will get into something and then ten years later switch and then ten years later switch. Dude, and I think it, it's normal, and I actually think it's healthy. Totally, I yeah, totally. Keep going. Oh no no man, that was fucking sick. <laughs> but um, the time is running out, you know. Oh yeah, t tell me about it. And it's what, like what were um, you talking about the other day when you were like, "What if there was a countdown clock?" Oh well, I was well that re referred to like death, unfortunately, because um, that's the thing is like the day you die is like a is like a a date in your life that will happen, and it's just floating around, and you don't know when it's gonna happen, but it will happen, which sucks. I don't even. I almost don't like saying that because I hope they invent something before my time comes, so I could just keep going. I think in our um, lifetime, we, it, it's going to happen. Well, I hope so. But if if it doesn't, then the reality is it's you're going to fucking not exist here one day, and um, you don't wake up or you don't go through your normal day thinking about that. Most of us. Because it's it's you don't really want to because it's it's fucking worse than depressing it's nothing, but um, the weird thing is man is that there are not infinite tomorrows, and that's a weird concept to wrap your head around if you think about it. There are not infinite tomorrows, but it feels like there is. Yeah. In the cycle of your daily thoughts and everything, it just feels like this shit's not gonna run out like. You just keep going, and but fuck, dude, I'm telling you, it fucking does. And um, I feel it, man. I feel like time is is moving way faster than it did uh, 
five years ago, ten years ago. Dude, that's crazy you brought that up. I know this is a little bit of a tangent, but then it's at, at the same time I was thinking, like, all these improvements and shit like that actually is making time move faster. So it actually kind of sucks for your life because it means that you don't have any, like, long moments anymore. Because, like, back in the fucking olden days, when there was fewer events, time is the space between two events. That's what time is. If there's no events, there's no time. Because that, yeah, so it's like back then there was fewer events, and so time actually moved slower back then. And I'm wondering how that felt in the minds of the human homo sapiens that were living back then. I don't know. But um, what we were talking about just a second ago was death, and um, that it, it probably is going to happen unless they invent something before we die. And because we don't know when we're going to die, it's important to understand that there are not... To just, like, realize it, that there's not going to be infinite tomorrows. So you should really, li like, keep that in mind and live your life accordingly. And, uh, and that's fucking hard to do because people are dying all the... People, the minute you're born, you start the process of dying. And everything is holding you. Everything is actually trying to, to like aid you along that process of dying. And the only time you're actually surviving is when you're creating and doing your life's work and all that shit. But um, I don't know. Some people don't really care about that. And I guess you don't really have to because whether your life's work is just to exist and watch the world go by, that's fucking totally up to you. Um, <laughs> but if you feel like you got to do something out there and leave your mark behind, then that's cool too. But the point is, is um, what if you had a little calendar in your room, above your bed, or even on your stupid iPhone that was like, that like checked off how many days left you have every day, or like every time you, um, this is actually what Dennis was, was saying, our friend Dennis is that like every time you smoke a cigarette or you drink a beer or something, it'll, t it'll take off like a couple minutes or something. It'll be uh, interesting if that if they had something like that and how maybe people would live their lives differently. They probably, yeah. they probably will have that sooner or later. Yeah, it's like that movie Gattaca. Remember how like they knew exactly how long everyone's <laughs> lifespan was? You know, I never got to see that movie. Really? Wow. Uh, it's a good one. Um, yeah, in that movie, it's like it, it came out like right after the Human Genome Project was completed, and so the fear was that there would be a future where everything was, everyone was upgraded, and everyone was judged not by their race or religion and stuff like that, but by their genetics. And, and in the movie, the main character is like this, Degenerate, which is like a guy who has shitty genetics, but then tries to get fake genetics so he can have a. a well, he and, and the, the character in the movie wanted to become an astronaut so he could like leave Earth. And um, you have to be the top of the food chain to be an astronaut. And he was at the bottom because he had like a heart condition and he's supposed to die when he was like 30. So he ends up, and he's way too short, so he ends up. Even though I'm giving away the movie, this is this, 
Yeah, it's a spoiler alert. But then um, he cuts out. He uh, has to get leg extensions, surgically, surgical leg extensions, and then he also gets um, he gets an athlete, like an Olympic athlete, who got into a car accident, but he still has all his blood and urine and hair and shit like that, so he could keep on passing tests. And then he just studied and worked his ass off, and he ended up doing it. Um, I just ruined the whole fucking movie, but. Basically, the message in the movie is at the end of it, they actually, in captions, say that there is no gene for the human spirit. Oh. What now, motherfucker? It's so true. It's like all this science and everything, they want you to believe this shit is like, um, is, is, is all matter. It's all matter. And there's no spirit. But, um,. Yeah, I don't know. That's just fucking crazy. It's a good movie, though. Um, well, they have, all this, they have all these movies now where people are uploading their brain to a computer. But what's crazy is they already have computers. That, that's going to be real soon. Would you upload your brain? Fuck, dude. Let's, Such say, a good let's say you have major organ failure. You make, let's say, like, five of your organs start failing. And they're like, you have, like, either four months to live or we could upload your brain to this computer and you could live in this robot body. Would you do it? Would I fucking do it, dude? I wouldn't be the first to fucking try that shit out. I'll tell you that much, my friend. <laughs> I would not be the first to fucking try that shit out, no. Because, uh, nah, dude, because, like, this is the thing. Everyone else has already died, and it was good enough for them. So I'm not gonna be the first. I'm not gonna be the first fucking horror experiment that's gonna see if hell didn't exist. That might actually be it. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Because if if you've ever bad tripped on 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 like certain psychedelics or anything. Or like, um, I don't know, I smoked um, this stuff called Spice once. It's like synthetic marijuana. Yeah. And I, it's fucking the most awful shit in, in the entire universe as far as I'm concerned. But like, it fucking, it's basically synthetic marijuana and um, it's legal. It was legal. And they sold it in um, head shops and gas stations. And my friend gave me some. And when I first took a hit, it felt like the strongest weed I'd ever felt in my entire life, and it only lasted until um, it only lasted for like ten minutes. But then he gave me some to take home, and when I smoked it at home, I I I took like a a larger bowl, and fuck, dude, it made me feel like I was sucked through a black hole, like my soul, like my body stays, but my soul was. Sucked through a black hole, like possibly through the pineal gland, and then spit out at the other tail, far, far, far away, infinity, end of the galaxy, somewhere. What? In some fucking like. That's what unknown... spice is. Yeah, it was worse than that. Like that's that's like a very words. If language is the surface, below sea level is the abyss, and. There's no words to describe the hell that I was in for, like, ten minutes or longer. Yeah, like, the only reason why it only lasted, like, ten minutes for me, if it was longer than ten minutes, I, I might have not come back. 
I, I bet I would have had, like, brain hemorrhaging or something. But, like, um, I threw up. <laughs> I made, and, and, like, I had the urge to fucking vomit. And I remember a bodily function Hello? because... Hello? Are you still there? Oh, yeah, you are. Yeah. I remember a bodily function, and it was the urge to fucking vomit. And I was like, yes! Like, I'm still in my fucking body. Like, I got it. And, like... I felt the urge to vomit, and then I remember things kind of came back when I was, like, staggering to the toilet, and as soon as it, I fucking threw up, it was like I was back to normal as soon as I lifted my head up. But that might be, like, what the fucking being stuck in the Matrix or being stuck in a, a robot would might feel like, because you won't have a body. You have be, a robot body. <laughs> yeah, you'll have a fucking robot body, but then or, like, what about this? That would be if, sick, though. Go ahead. Okay, this sounds crazy. What if somebody dies in a car accident, right? They donate their body to science. Their bodies, they died, but their bodies, their bodies, totally fine. What if they downloaded your brain into a computer and then put that computer into that body? Would you do that? I wouldn't be the first. <laughs> I wouldn't be the first, no. But I would definitely, if they had like successfully done it to someone and I got there, I need to see reviews. I'm one of those people. Like before I buy shit on Amazon, I read the reviews. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. What about you? Let's turn it. Let's turn the table to you. Would you? I, would, do it? I don't know if I'd do it. I have no idea. I think it'd be the same thing. I'd have to see reviews. Um, I'm not afraid of dying, though. So, I don't know. It might be cool to be a robot, but not for, like, forever. Dude, who knows, though, dude? Dying might actually be sick. Yeah, exactly. You never know, dude. It's like, because that's what I'm, like, I remember a mushroom trip I had before, um, I, I felt like I did, well, mushrooms supposedly already deceives your mind into thinking that your body's dying, and that's part of the feeling of being on mushrooms. Oh. How it feels like there you've bridged the gap between dreaming and waking state. But, like, um, I had this fucking trip once where I, I died, and I, I crossed over to the other side, and as soon as I crossed over to the other side, I can just hear fucking like cheering it was like a, it was like a football stadium of like all these other souls that were like dude go just go go just it's all good like just go dude yeah, yeah just keep going and um and when i got to the other side it was like this huge party it, I'm, it was fucking really weird and it, it was like oh it's a fucking joke like death this whole time that shit was a joke you don't actually fucking it's not like all the things you built up in your imagination when you were alive about dying, you yeah. didn't even fucking know half of what's really going on. And then and then that was kind of like the most I remember about the trip. Yeah. But yeah, dying might be actually sick. Like, it may be all the metaphysical shit that people talk crap about might actually end up being true. <laughs> you know, like, what, if, what happens if you are, like, evolving through the, the cosmos into different star systems and you're spreading information and bits and pieces are being stored in the in this Akashic record or what they call like the oversoul. It's all being imprinted into a metaphysical fabric 
and when you die, when you leave your fucking physical body 3D, you actually are like, you can move through the new matrices into other life forms. Maybe, I don't know. Isn't that how they feel about that? Like a lot of those mystery teachings and and religions? Yeah, there's all kinds of theories, man. <clears throat> I will take. I will amend what I said though. I'm. If I'm not afraid of dying, but I think I am afraid of getting all fucked up and sick. Oh God, dude. Hospitalized. Yeah. It it uh it is not a pretty sight, and um, personally, that it, the I went through that with my own dad, and it's um. Yeah, it's not. It's hell, man. It looks yeah. like. It's fucking, if they say there is one, you definitely, if you have, the thing that's even scarier than just being hospitalized and dying of, from ill health is dying in an old people's home. Yeah. Because if you ever visited one, um, I had to visit one because my dad was actually staying in one for um, a little bit. And, um, dude, those places suck. The staff sucks, even though... I have to salute them because their jobs are really fucking miserable. Or, I mean, there are some very, very, like, just um, compassionate people that you would... There's some, like, very compassionate people that, like, it would amaze you that they have that amount of compassion in their hearts. Because, like, if you're a caretaker, that means you spend eight hours a day with a dying person, cleaning up their shit, yeah, wiping their fucking ass, and it's like you have to have like a crazy like level of compassion to be able to do that. So I salute them, but the um, the old people's homes themselves are fucking. It's like Born on the Fourth of July. If you ever seen that movie with Tom Cruise, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. If you ever seen that movie when he gets his legs blown off and he's like goes to the hospital, that's how these places are, these old people's homes. And this was, like, a nice one in La Jolla. Uh, but, uh, well, maybe that's kind of an exaggeration. But, like, there's people screaming for help, missing limbs, people on respirators outside smoking. There's, like, people that need their, their fucking... I forgot what it's called, the bag that, like, holds shit. People just, like... Colossal. Uh, Colostomy bag? Yeah, like, there's just... Oh, I don't even want to think about it. Let's yeah. change. change. Yeah, let's okay. talk about... This is fucking making me miserable, man. Um, uh, let's talk more about living. Let's talk about, about, yeah, living over dying. How about that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because we were talking earlier about the fact that we are all in the process of dying. It's the minute we're born. Yeah. But you could say... You can you could actually say you can counter that by living, and that's how you counter dying is by living, and doing stuff like this I consider living. Yeah. Because we're communicating to two souls we're communicating, and hopefully people are listening and they're enjoying some of it, and um. Yeah, man, and also, 
the other thing uh, I was pretty fucking interesting is that this weekend, this past weekend, I don't even know if I'm allowed to do this on this, but um, this weekend there was a, a UFC fight between uh, Daniel Cormier and oh, yeah. and John Bones Jones. I don't know if you if uh, you know who those are, but it's just, it was pretty interesting psychologically. The build-up, the fight, and the aftermath because John Jones is like the champion. He's kind of like the Mayweather of MMA. He's like the champion, undefeated. Nobody can even like put a dent in his in his career, or even in most people can't even really win a round against him. And then Daniel Cormier is this gritty like grinder like type of like wrestler guy who who um he only got bronze oh no he got fourth in the Olympics. Oh. Yeah. But like anyway, he's had a crazy life where he's had like a lot of obstacles to overcome to get where he is. And um a lot of people believed in him to beat John Jones, but this is the thing. He abs they absolutely hate each other. Why? They have a rivalry. Yeah, they have a yeah, and because when they first met, John Jones supposedly said that um, he said to Daniel Cormier, he probably he just said, "I bet I could out you're a wrestler." He says, "I bet I could out wrestle you," and then I don't know, they just turned it into this huge thing out of that. But basically, Daniel Cormier hates John Jones because he said that, and it's weird because I had a feeling. That, that Cormier wouldn't pull it off, even though if there was a guy to do it, it would have probably been him. But, like, um, and he actually did give John Jones, like, his toughest match so far. Okay. He went all five rounds. He, he didn't get, uh, he, he did, he was never really, like, in trouble or anything like that. And he got some, like, really good uppercuts in. But John Jones just has way too many weapons, and he's too big. And... That's how, and he, he, he won. But, like, the thing is, the thing is, so I was, knew, a heart, was it a heartbreak? Yeah, for John, because he talked so much shit leading up to the fight and put so much pressure on himself, Daniel uh -huh. Cormier, and then he, he came up short. And he even made a fucking, these sick-ass hoodies that says, that says, break bones. And it was, like, the sickest fucking, like, t-shirt. And... And then fucking John Jones made his, and then it says unbroken. And at the oh, end, of the, yeah. And at the end of the fight, John Jones is like, "All you motherfuckers who bought that shit, break bones. You wasted your money." And he's like, "You should have bought this shirt." <laughs> but like, uh, the reason why I thought Daniel Cormier was gonna lose all along is because he's fueled by hate. He was fueled by hate. Whoa. But what does that mean? Like, do, what's, your, what's your takeaway? It's more like scientific than than emotional. It's more scientific than spiritual. What I mean by the hate, I think that he had so much hate that he put too much pressure on himself. And then I think when he he walked out, I think he gave away a lot of his adrenaline and energy in just the walkout part. That's my theory. I could be wrong, but that's what I think. And I think it took away like some of his tank 
or at least, because, yeah. Or the other thing is, John Jones is just the better guy, and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, the reason why I brought that up, though, go ahead. Go ahead. Just... They hype up all the fights like that, though. There's always yeah. like, there's always the 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 badass, and then there's always like the underdog, you know. Yeah, totally. But so, it, it just, so, so whatever way the fight goes, it's like a good story, you know? Yeah. You know what's weird is we're doing an episode of Darkroom Prophecies right now, and Danny Naki just texted me, and I haven't heard from him in a while. Oh, what? I'm going to try to get, get him on the call right now. What if that happened? <laughs> that would be sick. Where Where is he at right now? I have no idea. I'm going to text him. Start talk. Start talking. Man, so uh, so what? What else is um going on for twenty fifteen? Uh, I just want to stay productive, man. Want to stay busy. Sick, man. There's a lot of other things that I think about a lot, like, you know, my health or work or money and stuff. But I, I know all of that stuff comes into, <coughs> comes into play when, uh, or sorts itself out when I'm busy, when I'm making stuff. Yeah, man. I hear that. Uh... <laughs> But, um, yeah, so it's like, in a way, though, I was, oh, I, I, really, I remember now why I brought up the UFC match. There was actually a point to that. And that is, it's, even though, I guess it's kind of like, um, back, it goes back to the whole evolution thing. Because I'm wondering, that guy Daniel Cormier, he's already been, like, fighting for his life to, to get somewhere, and then he's been kicked back down so many times. And that's kind of, like, the that's kind of life anyway. Whether you're trying to achieve a goal or not, life, it fucking, dude, that's why they say when you're motivated, it's just a feeling. It's not it's not about being motivated. It's about being dedicated. Because if you have like motivation, you could easily go out into the world, get your ass kicked, you get kicked back to to home base, and now you're not motivated to anymore to go keep pursuing that goal. And it's like if you're dedicated, it's sort of different because whether you feel like it or not, you're still going to keep doing what needs to get done. And I'm wondering if losses actually help you to evolve or if they're just ways to comfort you from, from feeling like shit after you lose. Because they always say, and, and like, but I have an opinion on this. And I, I personally think 
those people that lose, but they, they don't care, and they just keep on going anyway, well, and I'm not saying, like, um, you should never have successes, but what I'm saying is, like, even if you know you're going to lose, it's not always about winning or losing. It's about letting the other person know that you hit back. And it's about letting life know you hit back. It's okay. not even... Yeah, because it's just not... that. It's like I was saying earlier about the dying shit. We're all fucking dying. So if that's happening anyway, you might as well just, like, dude, you know? If yeah. you're taking... If and so, if that's that's how I feel now about him losing. It kind of made me feel like, well, dude, that guy's just gonna be tougher. You know, he's just gonna get tougher. You think he'll win the next one? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I, I, it's just not in the the cards for him. I so hope you, he, you you appreciate the effort. I appreciate the fact that like. He showed up, man, and he fucking took it to him. As yeah. And you got to respect people that, like, do that, you know? Yeah. Because it's not always about... The champ is going to be the champ. Like, he has so many advantages. He's younger. He's got a 12-inch reach advantage. 12-inch reach advantage? Yeah, John Jones is 6'4", and he's like... that's I, I personally... John Jones is just the perfect storm. Like he's a lethal combination of of skills and size. He's basically like a giant. I mean, for a guy his size, he's agile. That's what I mean. Like he's six four, and he has long, abnormally like long limbs for even a person who's six four. And then he's also limber and agile, and he has crazy skills. And he just has, like, too many weapons in his arsenal for guys. And and this, that's what I'm saying. It's too many variables, it's too many stats that people can't compete with. And he's gritty, and the guy is tough, too. Like, that that's actually what's kind of crazy, is that um, the fucking Daniel Cormier is king of the grind. That's his fucking, that's his shit right there. He's the king of the grind. Rise and grind, king of the grind. And then fucking John Jones outgrinded him. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you watch the fight, it was like a... Because it was like... It, go, it, it Like, Cormier is more of a wrestler. That's his strength. So he was going to try to, like, tie up Jones and take him down and smother him, and that's how he was going to win. And Jones is like a striker who has long limbs, and he could just, like, strike him out, strike him from the outside all night. But, like, um, what ended up happening is Jones took him down and tied him up and, like, beat him at his at his greatest strength. Oh, man. Yeah, that's got to feel like shit, dude. <laughs> Fuck. But, yeah, it goes back to the whole live your life, don't, don't, don't speed up the process of dying. You know what's crazy, too? Getting back to, like, the metaphysical shit. Everyone said, like, 2012 was the year that everything was going to change or that we are, the world was going to end. Maybe yeah. it actually did change because maybe 2012 was 
the peak. And then now this is the fucking the down the the slide down. Yeah. Martian time slip like whoosh we're going to go through like this rapid fucking like crazy ass like shifts. Well, I know a lot of crazy stuff happened for a lot of people in 2014. And I feel like 2015 is like the aftermath. Maybe the first aftermath. Oh, fucking let it be so, please. Because <laughs> my 2014 was just rough, dude. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Fucking, um... Well, now it's like a time for, you know, just redoing, re resetting, restarting. Yeah, totally, man. And... I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I am too, dude. And and it's like uh <coughs> and what else? Fucking um Um <laughs> I don't know. Um what else did were we were we talking about? We have earlier? talked about so much stuff, dude. That's why we're just gonna start recording everything. I know, huh? Can I ask you something? Yeah. This is is this gonna be on air? Wait, what? Is this gonna be on air? Yeah, this is on air right now. It's live. Oh, okay, sick. I, yeah, I wasn't really sure. Um, but yeah, they call these portals now. They're calling them techno social wormholes. What really? Gay, huh? <laughs> who's, who's called it that? I don't know. It's that one guy. Um. Actually, it's not gay. I was just kidding. It just sounds kind of geeky. Uh, Jason Silva. He's another YouTuber. He makes video. He actually makes pretty sick videos, actually. But um, but um, what happened to Danny Narkis? Is he? I just texted him and I told him what we're doing. He didn't text back. Oh fuck. He might be driving. He might be fucking in Peru. He might be in Texas. He might be in New York. I know, dude. It might be in Turkey. It might be in Tokyo. Fuck. So, I think this format will be more conducive for him, too. Yeah. Because he could now do this from anywhere that has Wi-Fi. Yeah. I think so. And we can get more guests on here, too. Totally. Um... Shit. What what um what else is on your mind? Just the start of the new year, man. Um need to find a place to live. <laughs> need to find a place to work. Yeah. Yeah, those things are definitely like two thirds yeah. of the game. And it is a game. And that's what's so crazy is that it is a fucking game, dude. And it's like no one tells you this shit. And and then I think that's that's what I'm I'm, I'm thinking when you die, you find out like, oh fuck, this is was actually was a game. What if this is a video game? You know how they say that like that this possibly could be a video game because when you zoom in on atoms and shit, they're pixels like pixelated. The same thing like. The screen in front of us, like when you zoom in, it just becomes like pixels. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. That's kind of how um, I'm wondering, like, when you die, what if, what if that's, like, how it is? You just, like, get... You're like you end up in some other room, and then they're like, "Oh fuck!" Like, so how was it? Like, you were that character. Like, how was it as that character, that guy? And like, they they specifically put in front of you like all these different hurdles, because that was the training programs that you needed. Because like the last life that you had, you you, you probably worked out jealousy, ang like um envy, like these different human traits that are negative right. that that cause that aren't life sustaining I don't what know you, was that me and you talking about one time how they say that your your soul actually chooses your parents that's the Tibetans is that who that is yeah they, they, they say when you die your body walks the bardo for 49 days, which is like a grace... It's like a, a limbo. You're in limbo where you're not... You're just a floating around soul in this place they call the bardo. It's like a waiting station, like a train station. And then on the 49th day, that's when you view your future parents having sex, and then you incarnate into the embryo. And then what's the weird... Reason, the reason you choose them because you have specific... Yeah, you have, you have specific hurdles that you're supposed to get through. You just believe that those are the people that, yeah, are going to give you what you need to, like, grow. Right. And then uh, what's weird, too, is that the pineal gland is formed on the 49th day also of gesticulation. Uh, interesting. It's so fascinating. I wish there was more, like, research on all this stuff. Especially about like um, psychedelics' role in in the creation of civilization and stuff like that. You know, like all the Graham Hancock and yeah. that kind of stuff. Cause and Terrence McKenna stuff. As uh, um, it, yeah, it's pretty trippy. Cause cause I just watched that movie. Um, what the fuck was that movie? I don't know. It was like some Interstellar. Oh yeah, I did see that. That that is um, about something else, but than than what I was thinking of. But that was a a fascinating one too. Oh, you want to hear something weird about that one? Is like uh, did you, yeah, I saw it with you. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is like um the fifth dimension and how like. You can penetrate time and space th with gravity, with like the gravity of love and all that kind of stuff. That was pretty illmatic, but yeah. Um, but yeah. See, that's what I was talking about earlier about how like there's no science for for that emotion. They they don't have like a science for that emotion, love and all that shit. So how are they supposed to know what the guiding force of the universe actually is? I think, the, I think the science is getting there, though. It fucking is, dude. It's like there's scary. that there's that dude. Um, I forgot his name. He has that YouTube called the the Divine Matrix. Greg Braden. Yeah. Yeah, his his science is his science 
breakdown is pretty 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 on point, I think. Hmm. I yeah, I've heard a lot of his things, uh, or a lot of his his talks. What was what was his whole? Well, his his whole thing is, I mean, it's kind of what everyone's thing is of how you're, how you can manifest the world around you, <clears throat> um, through your DNA. But then you can't. But he's talking about how on a quantum level, you can control your DNA with your emotions. So once you learn how to control your emotions, then you can control the, your DNA and then the world around you. Sounds pretty. Hmm pretty out there, but he breaks it down in a, on the quantum level of frequencies and stuff. Hmm. It's true, though, dude. It's totally true. So, like, the science, it's getting closer, you know? Yeah. If not, if not there already, we just don't know. Or they don't want us to know. Man, um, yeah, I don't know, dude. But like, maybe it's time. Maybe we should just wrap this episode up, dude. All right, yeah, I'm kind of getting sleepy, but um, that was cool. Cool. It's, it feels good to be doing the show again. I know it kind of, yeah, it does, dude. We gotta fucking keep. We could just do this shit for like, like nonstop, huh? We do it every day. Dude, let's do this um, every day then. Or I don't know. But um, sick, right? All right, well, fucking... Um, closing statements? No, just that... Um, well, yeah, have a good 2015, everyone. And um, keep Kim hang out with us on this, on this show because... Even though we're we're um, we're starting out the new year with um, in a bathrobe and <laughs> the bathrobe it, is super tight and I'm gonna be wearing one next time. Yeah, and the 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 fucking journey is just gonna get more adventurous and exciting and weird. So just keep fucking hanging out with us. Sick. Alright. Alright, Ray. Good night, everyone. Peace.